Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the, what do we call it, the Pods, Pods. Moving and yeah. Storage Studios. I'm just getting used to saying this. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the paid work debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Ken Coleman is carrying me through the opener today, and the rest of the show is my co-host. He is the Ramsey personality over all career things, including the Ken Coleman Show and the number one best-selling book, Paycheck to Purpose. We're here to help you with your life, your money, your career. The phone number, 888-825-5225, is the answer. Lane is on the line to start off this hour. Lane is in Kansas City. Hi, Lane. How are you? Hey, Dave. Ken, thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Yeah, so I just had a quick question. So I currently have uh, $14,300 left on the car. Uh, I could get that paid off in February, but I don't know if I should pay that off first or just save up um, for our first child that's going to come in April. Uh, When you're having a baby on the way, we tell folks to push pause on their baby steps, push pause on their debt snowball, and pile up cash. And okay, so I, you... I would not pay off your car. I would just pile up cash, as big a pile as you can have, okay? And just how, how okay. stack cash like you were trying to pay off the debt, but just put it in your own account. Never touch it for anything unless there's an emergency. And then when mom and baby come home from the hospital and everybody's healthy and everybody's safe, you push play again, which means that day you're going to pay off your car. Okay. Okay. You won't have lost anything except a little bit of interest on your car between now and the time baby comes. And right now we're focusing on more important things than car debt, and that's baby. Okay. understand that. I bet you do. How exciting. Yeah, it's very exciting. Your first one? Yes. All correct. right. Fun. Good for you, man. How old are you guys? Uh, I'm 24, and she's 26. Cool. Yeah, so... You're going to have several thousand dollars towards your baby step three above your $14,000 for the car debt uh, because the car will, just by paying the payments, you will have reduced the principal sum and you're going to save more. And you said February was your target date and April's a baby. So you would have already saved, you know, several thousand beyond. You should have 16, 17,000 bucks saved. And when you pay off the car, you got a good start towards your baby step three then. Following me? Yeah, we currently have. 7,400 saved up in savings right now. Oh, so you're not really working the baby steps. I mean, we, we are. No, I was just no, you weren't either. either. Baby step one's $1,000. Everything above that goes towards the car. But now the baby's coming. It's okay. We're going to push pause anyway, and we're going to pile up okay. the cash. Okay. All right. Thanks yep, for the call, gotcha. brother. Open phones at 888-825-5225. So, Ken, uh, you might get called out on this show. Even if you're a nice young guy with your first baby on the way, I might still smack you around a little bit Yeah. if you act like you're working the baby steps and you're not. That's right. There's a reason why you've got seven of them, and they actually go in order, and they make a lot of sense. <laughs> Same thing with the paycheck to purpose That's steps. right. You yeah. know, you yeah. got to get clear, and, you know, I'm kind of working this, but I'm not clear. It's well, so no, true. you're not working it yet. That's so true. You know. There's a process here that's proven, and there we're going to go with is. that process. Yeah, you yeah. got you to walk a plan. You know, no matter where you are in your life, maybe it's physical fitness. Maybe it's uh, some health stuff, relationship stuff going on. When you have a gap between where you are and where you want to be, 
uh, there is always going to be steps to build that bridge, if you will, and you walk across that bridge to where you want to be, yeah. and you got to follow it. You absolutely have to follow it. Yeah, and, and we're, we're we're hardcore about it. And the reason yeah. is it works. Well, sure. Ish, ish is a wish. Every time you ish it, right. you slow down your progress. Well, let's and take you, his, and you lower the probability of actually hitting it. That's right. So let's take his scenario. Let's say baby wasn't on the way. He's new to us. Whatever he is, you know, and he's going okay. I'm going to pay it off in February, and he's juiced that savings. Baby step one is a thousand dollars. He's juiced it to seventy four hundred. And 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 what he could have done instead of kind of holding that back, worrying about something, to play it out the way that you've taught it for decades then he's so much further along in paying off that car. Yeah, and it's then, just paid off by Halloween. That's right. Then that goes towards how quickly he gets his emergency fund set. And then that goes into 15%. And so everything fast forwards when you actually walk our plan out. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, just, just be ready that um, if you say, I don't understand them, that's okay. We're not going to pick on you for that. But, um, yeah, so, so do this stuff the way it – guys, we've had 10 – million people go through financial peace university this is not our first ride on this cabbage truck so we want to help you we we want you to do but but you know we the shortest right way from where you are to wealth is what we've laid out and, and we're going to do that with you every single time freddie is in iowa or i'm sorry louisiana hey freddie how are you very well sir thank you how are you better than i deserve what's up um, sir, I'm fixing to retire. I'm 70 years old. My wife is 62. Uh, we have a home. We have a very small mortgage on it. Uh, we have, have uh, five steps. It's appeared and being construction. And she's laid up right now with a broke foot, and she'll be laid up till January. And every time I go up nine them steps, I, like I was telling the gentleman a while ago, it's a landmine. And it's gonna bite me one day. Uh, we're we're wanting to build a new home uh, on, on slab. Uh, have it not necessarily handicap accessible, but more friendly toward toward our age. Okay. Uh, I'm wondering. The main thing I'm wondering about right now is: should we go ahead and do this in the next few months? Begin, or mm-hmm. should we wait a year or so? Well, I don't want to get laid up and crippled where I can't yeah, do I, anything. Yeah, I, I don't want you to either. Um, and if I thought that was the only option, I, you know, we would talk about it. But obviously, it's not. Um, I mean, you made it up and down those steps a bunch of times. You probably got a few more in you. But the uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and have a plan. Um, I'm actually drawing a home right now. I'm thinking I'm probably going to build in the spring, and that, uh, maybe if everything has calmed down a little bit. But, yes, uh, but the, you know, as you know, the real estate world has been out of control. Oh yeah. Crazy. <laughs> and so you don't want to, you don't want to be building a house in the middle of crazy and some builder act like they're doing you a favor by, oh yes, we will consider building your home. Uh, no, you got this backward, bud. So, uh, I'm the one giving you money. So, right. uh, you know, this, you know, got to kind of get on the right side of that equation. And I don't know in your area if you're there. You, you could certainly interview a few builders and look at a, some plans and say, okay, this is what we want to do and see if you get A, the right attitude, and B, if they can give you reasonable pricing based on uh, construction materials availability, supply and demand, and cost right now. Um, most of that has evened out after the the uh, pandemic economic suppression when we shut down the world to flatten the curve. Y'all remember that? That was weird. And um, 
now we're trying to catch up on all the production that was not done in the factories and it caused inflation and so now that there's not as much scarcity and there's a little bit more abundance of the items some of the prices are starting to stabilize the components of a home for instance lumber prices that kind of stuff so that's what we're facing right now I check it out right now but um, personally I'm thinking it's gonna be spring before it's gonna get a little bit more normal this is the Ramsey show Bailey's in Colorado Springs. Hey, Bailey, how are you? Hi, Dave. I'm doing well. How are you? Better than I deserve. How can we help? <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys for taking my call. Um, so my question has to do, it's job related. So back in March, I took a job as a wine and liquor sales rep. Um, it's 100% commission, and it's exactly what I've wanted to do for years now. Um, I work for a very small company out of Denver, and um, so I'm selling just smaller brand names. And... Um, and I've been taking your advice and trying to keep as many doors open as possible. So I have been trying to ask reps their names and so on. And I ran into a rep, what I thought was a rep last week. And he was actually a district manager filling in for a rep that had currently quit. He works for a company that I've been, a bigger company that I've been told would be a very good company to work for. Um, so my question, it's still 100% commission. I just... Uh, they're, I'm going through the interview process, and they sound like they want me to join their team. Um, I just don't know. I really like the small company that I work for, but I also would like to help my family succeed financially. We're debt-free. Um, so on the high end with this current position that I have, I'm probably making going to make close to $50,000 if I really hustle and grind it. Um, and then this new job, I'd probably be close to 70000 with just commissions alone on the low end. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of... Yeah. Like, so what I heard is that there's a feel, there's a comfort level with this smaller company. So let's dive deeper into this. Let's just assume, and we yeah. can't assume that you're going to get the job, okay, that they're right. going to offer, but it sounds good. But let's just assume that right now we have both in front of us, all right? Mm-hmm. What is the biggest fear there's some fear here what is the fear about taking the new job if it was presented what are you afraid of um i've worked for bigger companies before um i know they're more corporate i think that's what scares me is i like what i'm so with the job that i'm with right now it's i like the flexibility with it which there's flexibility with this new one as well but i like that it's almost as if i'm running my own business and I don't, um, it just, it feels like I'm running my own business, which is something that I've really enjoyed. But what's hard is just the, the commissions like last month was a really tough month, a uh, commission wise. Cause I also had to, you know, if I'm not working, I'm sure. not making money. So, and I had to take about two weeks off last So month Bailey, here's what I hear. Here, here's what I hear. You don't have a really good, clear fear to define. And that's part of what is causing the fear is you don't really know if it's going to be that much different. Anybody who is straight commission in, in, in all reality does run their own business. 
So I don't think mm-hmm. there's that big of a deal. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to continue to walk this out. Go through all the interviews. Let's get it all the way to the point they make the offer. I would start today beginning to ask questions where it's appropriate in the interview process on around the issue of what is it like the autonomy what are the what's the hours what's the accountability what's the what's the reporting process the sales process you don't ask it the way that i'm saying that but you're diving into those issues because there is a comfort level with the way you sell for this current company so get on a piece of paper get it out of your head and write down this is what i like about this sales position that i'm currently in these are the characteristics and so you ask questions that will allow you to get answers to determine, wait a second, it's a bigger company, yes, more corporate, but it's largely the same. It's what I kill is what I eat. And I think you just dive into that, ask about culture questions, how do we grow, what's the measurement process, what's the development process and training process, ask lots of questions, which is normal to do in the interview process, and then one other step. I want you to try to get connected to people that work in the company now. Now, you got to be mature enough to handle that feedback. Here's what I mean. Just because I talk to one person and they say something kind of negative doesn't mean it's true. I want to talk to three to five to seven people, ideally connected to the sales type role, and we're going to get real feedback. We're going to look and see how do they treat their customers? What are their customer reviews? Can we get vendor reviews? This is how we find out if a culture, which means shared behaviors, is healthy. And so I want you to walk all the way through, stop letting fear create a narrative right now. You don't know some things, go get the answers to those things, and then the fear of the unknown goes away, and now you're going to be able to make a good decision. Hey, why did you, uh, you said last month sucked because you took two weeks off. Why'd you take two weeks off? Yeah. Um, We had sick babies, I got sick, Um, so it was just like this cycle of people getting sick in our household, so. Your kids were Um, sick and you were sick, is that what you meant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it started okay. off with so our. So it doesn't girls. matter where you work. And if you don't work for two weeks, yeah, on hundred percent commission, your month's going to suck. Yeah, that's irrelevant yeah. to this decision. Both okay. places, your month would yeah. suck. Yeah. So, um, what would you do if you were working at another position and your children were sick? Like at a same in a regular job, you just take personal time off. You use up your vacation yeah, time. Yeah, right. And yeah, and they offer PTO with this new job. Hmm. Uh, this current one, I don't have. They don't have PTO. Well, why does PTO matter if you're on 100 percent commission? You're not getting paid if you don't work, right. regardless mm-hmm. of PTO. Right. There's not paid time off. You're not getting paid if you're not selling something. Right. So, I mean, are they got you on some kind of a base or they got a, a draw? Um, you know, that's a good question that I will ask the, um, the person that I've been. Now, if you sell real with. estate full time, there is no paid time off because <laughs> yeah. you're either selling real estate or you're not. Remember, that's, Bailey. That's 100% commission. So, yeah, dig into this like Ken's saying, and let's find out what's really going on here. Yeah. Um, it sounds like you have a uh, a third-tier set of brands that are not the prime brands, and this bigger company's got some better brands that you can sell a lot better and sell a lot more volume of. And as long as they're not going to uh, be all stuff shirt and make it miserable to work there with a the toxic corporate crap, 
then it's probably the play to do. But you need to work through and prove that to yourself. That's right. The quick lesson here just for, for Bailey and the rest of our listeners and viewers is this. The interview process is as much for you as it is for the company. They're being interviewed too. You. Yeah. you have got to have some confidence to ask these questions. You can do it in a way that doesn't put the company on defensive, but you can ask really good questions that allow you to get answers. Here's what's going on. And Bailey, you're normal. You're just like every other human being. There is anytime we look at change, which we have to change to progress, in this case financially and professionally, there's going to be some unknowns. The quicker we can get the, the knowns to those unknowns, now we have the ability to discern and make the right decision. Yeah, but people don't, a narrative people don't spin, mind change if they're convinced that it is better. Right. I mean, you're driving a $1,000 car and you get the change to a $20,000 car, you love change. <laughs> right you know right. so it, you just got to be convinced that the change is for the better change that we're, we're out, there's a bunch of unknowns the ambivalence will drive you bananas oh yeah absent it, of an answer our mind dave starts to fill in the negative gap. negative yeah. always negative yeah yeah if we don't know what, what's going on we automatically assume bad stuff that's right and uh and so the trick is in the whole thing here bailey just ken saying gather more information i love it in a ramsey interview when our yeah. team that are, is interviewing someone that may be coming to work here uh, presents so much stuff about us that someone opts out. They mm. go, y'all are whacked. I don't want to work there. <laughs> right. Because you weren't, if they say that, they weren't going to fit in. They were going to be a negative culture ad. That's correct. And we would have had to fire them later. And so it's much better for them to self-select because we, we almost run them off. Yeah. Uh, and, and we're not trying. And so we're being interviewed, too. You know, when we, when you come in to interview here, you're deciding if you want to work here. We're deciding if you want you to work here. And so you got to look at it that way. It is a two-way street. And I, you know, I, I don't need to sell you on working here, but I'd, I would love to sell you on not working here. Because if I can run you off before you get in here and cause issues because you're an idiot, then that'd be a great thing for us. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey folks, Dave Ramsey here. There are moments in life we don't want to forget, like your kid's graduation or the once-in-a-lifetime trip. For the big moments, the everyday moments, and everything in between, every dollar is there to help you budget for all of it. It's the simple budgeting app that helps you plan, save, and spend for the important things. Budget for the life you really want, every moment of it. Download the app or check the link in the show notes to create your free account today, every dollar. In the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage, Jessica is with us. Hi, Jessica. How are you? Hi, Dave. How are you doing? Better than I deserve. Welcome. Where do you live? Uh, I live in Bourbon A, south of Chicago. Oh, welcome to Nashville. Thank and how much you. debt have you paid off? $121,000. Woo! How long did that take? 
28 months. Look at you. Way to go, kiddo. And your range of income during that time? 70 to 90,000. Cool. Wow. What do you do for a living? I'm a chemist for a pharmaceutical manufacturer. Oh, look at you. So what was the 121,000? Um, 2,000 was my car loan and 119,000 was student loans. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. How long have you been out of school? I graduated in 2016. Okay. Whoa. And so two and a half years, the last two and a half years you spent knocking this out, had a little bit of a gap between the time you graduate and the time you really get into gear. Tell us your story. What happened? Yeah. So I was almost three years into paying, um, minimum payments on my student loans and I was 25 years old living at my parents' house and I just got a new job and, um, I felt like, well, what's next? What can I do next? And can I move out? And um, so I didn't actually know my total debt amount at that time because it was broken down into several federal loans and I hadn't added it up. So I did that and I, in my head, I thought it was $80,000. I had to be around there, but it was actually 119,000. And just the realization that- It's the old crap (laughs) moment. Yeah. Oh crap. Because I knew I'd only paid down about 20 something thousand on the principal in almost three years. Mm. And so, I'm just praying to God, like, can you please give me contentment to survive the next seven years? Because I don't know how I'm going to do this. <laughs> um, and so actually one day I was talking about it and my aunt, she said to me, well, why don't you pay it off? I said, <laughs> how do you Whoa! <laughs> There's an option. Ooh, who thought that? Yeah. Wow. I, said, I was, yeah, confused. So I said, you don't make a dent in six figures of debt. And she said, I know you. You could do it. Just listen to this radio show, and it'll click for you, and you'll do it. I know you. I'm not, I don't even need to explain it to you. Wow. So that's a compliment. left it just as, at that. And I've got some nieces that are that way. Yeah. Again, yeah, this one right here could do that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she she apparently knew me better than I knew myself. Um, so she I, had more confidence <laughs> in you than you had in yourself. That's the answer. That's right. <laughs> so one day I had a long drive and I just decided out of curiosity to turn it on. And there was a debt-free scream, a girl near my age as well, also single and similar numbers as Ooh, me. Oh, there it is. <laughs> I felt like God just showed me my story play out before it played out and um, I was so cool. inspired by it. I just knew that my prayer for contentment was not about to be answered, and <laughs> <laughs> but I was happy about it. <laughs> well, it was just answered, and the answer was no. Right. <laughs> We're going to make you very discontent until you get this straightened up. Exactly. I love it. Okay, you asked, so you, uh, Dave, I got to tell this. This is great. You asked for contentment. Yes. And you got conviction. I did. That's Ooh, what you got. Ken, I like that. And then, and then it's like, oh, watch out. Yeah. Because uh, he knows her, too. There you go. And I like it. Just the, like Aunt knows her. Yeah, that's the, good. Good. Look at you. Okay, so you tore into it like a wildfire. I did. I did. Um, I picked up some side hustles. I tutored high school students in chemistry. Ooh. And what's that pay? It pays what I want it to pay. Ah, yes. Because <laughs> I was going to say, as a parent, it's whatever she says. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, help my kid with chemistry. Yeah. So what do you charge, yeah. really? What is it? How much is it? <laughs> It's going up. 280 an hour, 80 an hour, 50 an hour? I actually just do like 30 to 35, and I feel like um, I've been, you know, growing into that and increasing it, but sometimes that, like, constant meeting Mm -hmm. helps if they can just throw a couple dollars at it. So I've been Mm -hmm. kind of figuring that out. Mm. That's awesome. You enjoy enjoy coaching them? 
I absolutely do. And I didn't realize how much I would enjoy it, but I started it before even the pandemics was around. So, Oh, then you became real popular. Yes. (laughs) There were more students than I could even take on and I wanted to take them on. (laughs) But for you, I just, I was so happy to be able to help students through the e-learning struggle and to make an impact. You're amazing. That's so cool. 35 bucks a freaking hour. (laughs) I love it. And going up from here. Oh, man. And knock out $121,000 in two and a half years. Yeah. Two years and four months, no less. Yeah. Right. My goal was to make it by age 30, but I just turned 28 right after or right before I paid it off. Oh, so you beat beat your goal by two years. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. This is how it goes down right here. I love it. Amazing. All right, now that you did it, you're an expert. What do you tell people the key to getting out of debt is? The budget is everything. It's important, but it's also the most freeing part of the journey because you get to set your pace yourself. You get to decide, am I going to buy this or am I going to buy this or how much of each thing or how much am I going to throw towards the debt? So it's all in your hands and it's really empowering. I felt when I started budgeting, that was my first step. Um, I've also gotten creative with saving money and trying to buy anything i can used um my favorite blouse is like six dollars from goodwill so ah look at you all right so did you stay home or did you move out i ended up staying home and um when i paid my last payment on one paycheck i actually put down a security deposit on a townhouse of my own on the next paycheck so I was freed up to, you know, do what I wanted, yeah. live where I wanted. Okay, so the tremendous lesson here. Tremendous lesson. I, I'm going to throw it back to you to keep teaching because I thought you just dropped a master class in something. Our, you know, our colleague, uh, Rachel Cruz, talks about the budget, give you permission to spend. You said it empowered you in this journey because you got to set your own pace. That has to be tremendously liberating to say, all right, because you went from telling your aunt there's no way I can make a dent in six figures of debt. And now you're telling us that the budgeting part of what we teach empowered you to set a pace that you felt like you could get and then you'd up going beyond that. I want you to unpack that a little bit more. How did it empower you? Because I would go back to that number and I had my debt snowball, you know, and all written out. And I said, okay, well, this is the latest. I'll pay it off. And I knew that if my if I allowed my spending budget to be outside of that or something to splurge on that that meant okay am I am I comfortable with pushing it to the next month oh that's good and I often said no for that reason and I felt in inside that I was choosing what I wanted to choose Mm. because you were because I was (laughs) you were you were in control of the choice yeah exactly um, this is where people happen to money instead of money happening to them Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why people say the budget, the budget, the budget. And because it's exactly why is because you take you're taking control and you're the boss of the money. And a lot of people spend their whole life where the money is the boss of them. Right. And instead you're going, OK, I have a choice and it's my choice and I get to do what I want to do. And really the way you're saying it and even your body language is I got no guilt about either way. But in this case, I choose to not do this thing so I can get this other debt knocked out. Right. And two years early, she comes in debt free. Way to go. You're amazing. Thank you You so much. are an absolute warrior yes. princess. You're amazing. Thank absolute you. rock star. Very cool. We got a copy of Baby Steps Millionaires for you. That's the next chapter in your story for sure. You're going to be a millionaire before we know it. And also a copy of Total Money Makeover. You can give that to someone that you believe in. 
that doesn't believe in themselves yet. Yeah, I like that. And a Financial Peace University one-year subscription. You can go through and join Ramsey Plus and go through Financial Peace University, get the every dollar uh, extended version of the app. And, man, enhanced, all good stuff, all free. We want to say thank you. You did a great job, and what a great, great story. You're an amazing young woman. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Ken. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Jessica from Chicago, 121,000 paid off in 28 months making 70 to 90 count it down let's hear a debt-free scream three two one i'm debt free (laughs) (laughs) yeah baby yeah this is the ramsey show personality, best-selling author, and host of The Ken Coleman Show is my co-host today as we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual real relationships. Caitlin is with us. Caitlin's in Memphis. Hi, Caitlin. Welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave and Ken. How are you guys? Good. What's up? Great. So I'm 23 years old. I just graduated with my master's on April 30th. Congratulations. And what? awesome. Thank you. And cybersecurity. Ooh, wow. Cha-ching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you hear you. that sound? So, uh, you hear that printing press sound in the background, <laughs> folks? That's money. <laughs> yeah, she knows it, too. That's the laugh of, oh, you're right. <laughs> Good for you. So, thank you. So, my mother um, informed me that um, she has zero save for retirement and expects me to take care of her during her retirement years. Ooh. Um, obviously I don't want to abandon my mother. So how can I best prepare myself to take care of her when that time comes? You're 23. How old is your mother? She is 46, sir. Okay. So what part of her childhood trauma has damaged her psychologically to make this ridiculous, but statement that I am not sure. Do you um, do you agree that that's absolutely ludicrous for a forty six year old to put on a twenty three year old that you're going to have to take care of me someday when you've got twenty more years to work you ought to be taking care of yourself. When you put it that way, sure. Um, but I do love my mother. That's not a question of loving your mother. It's not a question of honoring your mother. Your mother's misbehaving. Yes, Does she work now? Does she have any type of career or job, or is there some type of uh, challenge she's dealing with that makes her put this on you? What's what's the backstory? She does work. Um, she's a secretary and making around thirty k a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I just think it's a it's a matter of um, not knowing 
how to get to since she hasn't saved up to this point, I think it's a matter of not knowing when it's how to start mm-hmm. or, you know, that type of thing. Well, is this a flippant comment or you think she seriously expects you to just t- to write her checks when she retires because she's worked her whole life and didn't bother? I think it's 100% serious, sir. Okay. All right. Well, there's two or three issues going on. Okay. Issue number one is the answer to your question is how do you help anyone financially? You first have to put your own oxygen mask on, meaning that you can't help people if you're broke. So you need to become wealthy and you're going to do that. You're going to be making a lot of money and you're going to follow the baby steps that we teach and you're going to stay out of debt and you're going to invest and save and you're going to be a multimillionaire by the time you're 40. Okay. And so you'll be able to write her checks. That does not mean you should. Mathematically, you would be able to if you followed that. Do you agree with that? Yes, sir. Okay. Then the next part of the question for me is, um, how do we honor the office of motherhood? In other words, the Bible says, honor your father and mother. It does not say buy them cocaine if they are a cocaine addict. That is not honoring them. And so we don't, it, the Bible's not suggesting that by honoring your parents, you participate in their misbehavior. And for a 46-year-old to plan on retiring broke and be taken care of by their children is misbehavior in the American culture. Now, in some cultures, it would not be. But in, in North America, in Memphis, Tennessee, that's misbehavior. You follow me? Yes, sir. So how can we help mom when mom is engaged in misbehavior behavior that's inappropriate uh and so what i would do is this i i would say hey mom i'm going to go through this class because i'm going to start making a lot of money called financial peace university to learn how to handle money and man i really want you to go with me would you go with me mom Mm -hmm. and i'll pay for it and let's get her in this class and teach her how to handle money And let's get her believing, having some hope that she actually could have the dignity of controlling her own destination without depending upon her daughter. Because I got to tell you, I don't know what kind of person it is that actually feels okay about themselves when they are planning to fail and dump it on their own kids. I don't think she feels good about herself when she says that. Or mm-hmm. she does. if she does, then somebody needs to bust her. And we can take care of either one. We can help her by busting her, or we can help her. <laughs> That's right. And, and Caitlin, help you know. Help her by having some hope again and going, yeah. okay, hey, let's take this 32000 Let's motivate you to get that income up. Let's motivate you to get your budget going and start saving, because she honestly should be able to take care of herself. And I can show her how, and I will show her how, and I'll pay for it. Yeah. Caitlin, what's missing here is your mom simply doesn't know. That's what you said early in the call. She just doesn't know. And so if you could take her to that class and then begin to cast a vision for her to show her at the age of 46, if she puts away this amount of money per year over the next 20 years where she can get to, she just needs to see some vision as well. So don't just take her to the class and encourage her, show her, but begin to take that knowledge that Dave's going to teach in that class and show her how to see what she could actually do i mean a lot of times uh, dave ignorance is debilitating yeah it, you don't know and so you become hopeless and then you do uh, stupid stuff like you know dump this on your 23 year old kid yeah it's just absurd so um I, I want you to hear i'm i'm uh the main thing i want you to come away from this conversation with caitlin 
is the courage to say, Mom, you are responsible for you. I don't need to be. And no, I, I don't accept this assignment. And I do love you. And oh, by the way, this woman right here, she could be a travel agent for gift trips sometimes, can't she? <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. And so don't 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 cash the ticket in on the guilt trip. Just go, yeah, I it's know, a matter Mom. Of, hmm? I'm one of four kids who, mm-hmm. like, not to, you know, throw dirt on my siblings, but I'm the one who, quote, unquote, made it out and actually did something yeah. with my life. Yeah, because you're going to go big. Your income is going to be more than your brothers and sisters put together. Uh, yes, sir. I'm starting with 100K. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And you're going to, and you're going to 200 in an eye blink in your world if you're smart as i think you are and caitlin but that does not mean you have to take care of everybody that won't take care of themselves right that is not a moral obligation on your part and i want to set you free from that then if you choose to turn around once you're emotionally free from this toxic argument this toxic mandate that's coming at you once you're emotionally free from that if you still choose to come back as a position of strength when you don't have to but even though i don't have to i want to i'm still going to be kind and i'm going to help some people that didn't that are in a mess then that's fine that's fine but i don't want you signing up at 23 years old for a 46 year old babysitting job that's just ridiculous that's right and caitlin i would also tell you if you're not careful there's an emotional trap in this relationship and here's the trap mom puts the pressure on you to do this you love your mom you don't want to disappoint mom so here's what happens you do something that inherently you know you shouldn't have to do and in trying to please your mom you end up resenting your mom yep and what dave is telling you to do is uh, you need to be okay disappointing mom, but in disappointing her, hopefully pointing her to a better future. And then in the end, you won't resent her. And so I would always rather disappoint a family member or a friend than I would resent them. Because see, the disappointment is on her side. The resentment will stay with you mm-hmm. the rest of your life. And so you got to be careful of the emotional trap here. Here's the last part of the story. And then we're basically, I want you to hold on. Kelly's going to sign you and your mom up financial peace university i'm going to pay for it i want you guys to go to the class okay we want to help you fix this problem but here's the last part uh when you meet a guy if he's a really good guy uh and he wants to be your husband and you want to be his wife and you fall in love he's not gonna like this deal he's not gonna like this obligation that comes with this deal i've met this great gal but she insists on taking care of her mother who won't take care of herself. That's, how can I say this? Highly unattractive. That's a good way of saying it. There you go. Okay. It's ugly. All right, hold on. Kelly will pick up and uh, we'll get you signed up for Financial Peace University. This is The Ramsey Show. here we just launched a brand new audience survey for the ramsey show and we'd love your feedback you could be entered to win a 500 dollars visa gift card no purchase necessary take the survey at ramseysolutions.com slash survey hey if you're a fan of this podcast we've got more where that came from As you know, at Ramsey, we're always looking to protect our listeners from scummy companies, slick marketing, and money myths. 
I'm George Camel, host of The Fine Print, where I do the research for you to help you rise above the system that's designed to keep you broke and in debt so that you can become confident in your money choices. Check out The Fine Print wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services you heard about during this episode. Thanks for listening.